This is Jeremy. Today we are with George. Hello. And I also got our other man, the main man right here, the royal pain in the ass, and also the person I usually end up doing most of my podcast with. That would be Marvin. Hey, hi guys. Sorry, that's my YouTuber intro. <laughs> no, you're supposed to say sma- smash like and subscribe. No, that's at the end. Don't forget to click that notification oh. bell. <laughs> Smash. Oh, no, are you kidding me? The video is like every two seconds now. People are somebody screaming, smash, like, and subscribe. <laughs> oh, smash. How's it going, boys? Yeah, that's something nice new. It's not click anymore. It's smash, like. <laughs> Speaking of Hulk smash, I've been rewatching the MCU movies. Some of them are still, they, they hold up. Some of them, in. The Captain America trilogy is the greatest part of the whole MCU. Oh, I, I would agree. Completely. Iron Man would be a would be a solid second. Ooh, yeah. Hard pass. Yeah. What? <laughs> they get worse. Listen, you can you cannot get Iron Man one that much heat. I mean, considering the fact that it was the start of the main MCU. Well, no, that one is good. The other two are. We'll yeah, call them the rough. other two get kind of yeah. <laughs> part two is like the worst one out of, out of the three, and that's saying something because part three is just like it's a MacGuffin. It's an action movie MacGuffin. You guys hurt my soul by saying that. <laughs> I find it interesting that Disney is, like, really avoiding the uh, Edward Norton Hulk movie. Like, it's not on Disney+. Plus. They want nothing to do with it. And I thought it was pretty good. They're probably not wanting to pay him the royalties because he is a pain in the butt to work with. Well, yeah, he is. But, still... Like they, they, it's almost like they won't even acknowledge that it exists. You see, they won't. And he did a great job too. He could have been part of this amazing universe if he wasn't such a stuck up when it came to the whole yeah. thing. So, what have you guys been up to? They I haven't talked to you guys in a while. What have you been watching, playing, reading, listening to? For me, I've been um, playing a lot. I'm actually in the middle of playing Final Fantasy X remake right now. Hey, same here. Final Fantasy X? Yes. HD remastered. Uh, not Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, you made an assumption, good sir. How dare you? <laughs> I heard Final Fantasy and I was like, oh, okay, we're eco-terrorists. Let's go. No, I'm trying to cleanse the world of sin. How dare you? But yeah, I'm about 20 hours into that playthrough right now, and then um, I'm about to start up the whole Resident Evil... Trilogy, I was going to say the, the initial trilogy of games. I'm playing one right now on my on my Switch, and then I'm going to play two remake on my PS2. I beat the first run with with uh, Claire. Now I got to get through Leon's run, and my wife got me uh, Resident Evil Three for my birthday. Hmm. Right on. Other than that, though, it's mainly just been watching whatever I can find on TV because I'm bored. Yep. I know that feeling. What what do you like? What about you, Marvin? What have you been uh, playing? Uh, I've been playing Tetris Effect. I can't remember if I was talking about it last week, but uh, yeah, I, I picked it up during the spring sale, and 
it's literally transformed my house kind of like we all I, everybody in my family is just sitting around watching and like trying to see who could beat the scores better it's a vr game but we don't have vr so it kind of like takes away from the thing but it's so goddamn good uh also i started the forza horizon 3 the hot wheels expansion yes my god I loved Forza Horizon 3, just base game, but this the the Howells thing, oh my god, it's just making me feel like a five-year-old kid again. Like these are the races I used to do in my head, pretty pretty much, like in my yard and whatever, but it's now on my my big screen. It's 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 so good. Uh so in preparation for the Predator game coming out in two days. I'm replaying Friday the 13th. I just bought it on the Switch during a sale. Man, for a buggy game, it's really fun to play that offline. Like, on the bot mode, Jason is just like my favorite little killer, man. And that's kind of it for me. My family ruined Animal Crossing, if you can believe it. They made everything into a competition. It would be hard, but they found a way to do it within like a week. <laughs> you don't ruin Animal Crossing for me. The eggs, the eggs, oh, too many eggs. <laughs> when when I heard about the fish eggs, I was just like, okay, I'll come back to Animal Crossing during the next event. And yeah, <laughs> I haven't went back since. Yeah, you know what I you know I don't like about Animal Crossing. What's that? It's Animal Crossing. It's Animal Crossing. Sorry, what are you asking? I've never liked the game series. I just, I can't play life sims like that. Even since I was a kid, you go back onto the olden days of playing freaking, um, oh, now I'm brain farting on the stupid game. Harvest Moon? Um, Harvest Moon, thank you. I was about ready to go there. Just (laughs) completely brain farting. Yeah, you go back to Harvest Moon on the Super Nintendo. Never liked it. All these other sims that have come out, any, any type of sim game I'm not into. Fair enough. And you got people like Steven who like played nothing but sim games. My daughter's playing um, a House Flipper right now, which is a house simulator where you you take a house and you renovate it and resell it. Was that the phone game? No, this is on PC. Oh, There's a phone version of that. My mom and sister are hooked. It's the, the craziest thing I've ever seen. I, I bought The Sims 4 for them. It doesn't compare, apparently. Uh, Sims 4. I'm waiting for the next one to come out. I don't think I've ever played The Sims. Um, it's just like any other life sim. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the... you're not missing much. They nickel and dime you for uh, every little facet of your life that isn't base game, man. Gotcha. Do you want a dog? <laughs> it's going to cost you extra. Um, I've been playing. A, I've been playing a bunch of different things. Of course, I've been playing World of Warships Legends. Um, <laughs> I'm about halfway through the Final Fantasy VII remake, and there's some stuff I really like about it. I've got some serious issues with some other stuff. There's a lot of things that just waste your time, and I don't like that. Um, even though you know we're in a global pandemic and I'm furloughed from work, I still like. It just irks me how much of a time waster some of the stuff is. For example, the the pulling down levers, the the, the eighty four lines of dialogue to tell a kid to go back to the orphanage. 
Um, there's just a lot that's just, they really should have done a better job trimming. And I know a lot of the, a lot of it, the, the platforming stuff is masking load screens. I really feel like they could have done a better job with that. Um, there's just a lot of little things that just irritate me. But overall, it's a pretty good game. Um, I was playing some Animal Crossing. I About once a week, I'll log into that. Uh, I'm playing Journey to the Savage Planet on Game Pass on Xbox, and that game is amazing. It has the strange and off-the-wall writing and humor and dialogue of, like, a Borderlands game mixed with, like, Lost in Space because you're marooned on a alien planet and you have to figure out what to do. Um, it's pretty good, though. If, so if you got Game Pass, you should check it out. Uh, I played a couple of you know, working on the backlog, like Strider, Journey, a bunch of them where I was just, all right, let me give this game a go, and then if I didn't like it, I just moved on. And I've been playing... Strider's an amazing I've game. I've been playing... So, I thought it was okay. Um, it's not going to keep my attention. And uh, I've been playing some Star Wars Battlefront 2 on Xbox. Yeah, I've been uh, re-watching the MCU movies, getting caught up on Star, uh, Star Wars Clone Wars, because Season seven's almost done, so I can binge that soon. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Sounds like you're more busy than the rest of us. Yeah, well, you know, I'm stuck in the house with just me and my pets, so. Yeah, I got the children I got to take care of. Otherwise, I'd probably be in the same boat you are and been playing a little bit of everything. Yeah. But yeah, you talked about a couple titles, and it kind of rings into the subject for today. And um, the one thing I would like to talk about is something that is really, really big in the market recently. At least within the last couple of years, and that's indie games. Yeah, they've really, really filled out the market. I'd say probably the last, probably four years, maybe maybe a little bit longer. But it's 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 an ever growing market. I'd say four or five years about the right time frame for when it really took off and became stapled. Like indie wasn't just a name for a garbage under uh, underachieving game. Yeah, it's pretty much like yeah. the new double A game. Yeah, it used to mean like like flash games on you know uh, on like web browsers, but it, now they're like full on legit titles. Or the main indie games that you would see on Steam Market when it first came out, which was the Japanese hentai RPG <laughs> games. Which I don't understand why there were seventy five titles for that. Yeah, it's a great series. Every one of them is a masterpiece. <laughs> That, I'll take your word for it. That, that, that's what I got from Brandon, at least. I, I haven't played. <laughs> <laughs> a friend reviewed it, not me. <laughs> word of mouth. <laughs> but now you got all these games that are coming out, and like when you hear the words good indie title, you don't even second guess it. It's like I second guess AAA titles these days yeah. because they there's so many so many manufacturers and stuff like that that almost have like an unwritten rule where you won't bash on a on a main name brand title. Yep. So next thing you know, you'll get something that's like, oh, you know, this is definitely a good game in the series, and they'll give it an 8 out of 10 when it's really like a 2 out of 10. I mean, this game got bashed on, but it should have got bashed on more. I always bring up WWA 2K20. But the average reviews are like 5s and 6s and 7s. And one main thing going through my head is, why is this game not a 2 or a 1? It's unplayable. 
because it was a triple A title. Well, if it was, I don't know if it's that. I think I think that if you embrace the bugs, there's a lot of funny stuff you can do with it. From what I understand, that's not the point. When you're paying for that much for a title, especially something that's supposed to be from a name brand. Oh, I, I agree. They should be bashed down hard in the reviews, but they're not. But you get an indie title, and if it's got one thing that somebody hiccups on, it'll go from like a nine game to a seven, yep. or even a six. I agree. But now these days, if somebody tells me there's a good indie title, I'll usually jump on it immediately, because you know those publishers are trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Switch. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of them on Switch. That's well, that's the big thing. Since the Wii U era, they've had Nindy, and the whole Nindy push has been huge, especially on the Switch side. Now that's so easy to publish games on the Switch because of the engine that they're using. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, engines like Unity, I think, are relatively easy to use. And I think it might even be free to use. Unity? Um, N- not sure. But I could be mistaken there. I know uh, Unreal Engine 4, you can uh, use for free as long as you do something. I think, like, put the game on Epic or something. Yeah, you have to publish through Epic. Now, when it comes to indie games, I know there's titles in particular that stick out, especially ones that have really risen within the last, we'll say, five years. Games that, you know, have become household names when it comes to indie Mm -hmm. games. Now, name something on your guys' side that really sticks out. We'll start with you, Marvin. I'm going to start with the most obvious successful case, Rocket League. Indie game that first, just on the whim, released on PlayStation Plus. They, when they, for free. For free, yeah. They, they thought they were only going to get like a couple thousand people to play their game because it was a small team. Nope. It took off like a forest fire. It's literally on every console. And just it, it's such a great game that it, well, it's even a simple game. All it is is soccer in our in little like RC cars, but it's actual cars with rocket. I love it. I've I've bought it six times. Like I think I bought it even though I had it, or I bought it twice on my PC <laughs> just so I could still have like uh, you- with the updates because it was you- on Steam and then uh, Epic purchased them. So yeah, but like, I thought if you if you owned it, you could have. Um- gotten like just transferred it for free because it's installed on your pc isn't it but that makes too much sense i just purchased it again because i want to support the devs gotcha <sighs> oh well it was only nine bucks i'll quadruple or like sextuple dip on rocket league it's worth it well what about you guys and the thing with rocket league in particular is you look at it now it's become a full-fledged esport I mean, internationally recognized one of the top 10 esports games right now. Oh my god. I played it online with some friends, and the first couple matches were A-OK, and then we started running into, like, the professionals who were, like, flying. Jesus. It's it's a big threshold. It's a big skill threshold in that game. Like, you can, it's like a party mode game where you can play it, and you, everybody will have fun no matter what their skill level is. But you can get really, really creative with some stuff after a while. Oh yeah, um, they call it freestyling in the game when people start doing like the really out of control stuff. And if you watch some of the e leagues and watch these guys freestyle, it's ridiculous the stuff that they pull off. 
So I go, I'm going to run on the roof, and then I'm going to flip like five times and then boost to the side a little bit. Next thing you know, I'm going to score a goal. And then you just see the other team just wait, just looking like, all right, uh, so should we just drop out now or like <laughs> just play this out? I, this isn't fun. Just watch you do crazy, 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 crazy crap. Yeah, I um, I didn't get it on PlayStation Plus. I don't know why. I had PlayStation Plus at the time, so it was just stupid of me. I, I guess I looked at the game and said, well, this is dumb. I don't want to play it. And that was my mistake. Um, but uh, Well, I'm a cheap ass, so I saw free game and I went for yeah, it. Yeah, I've since learned to just claim everything, even if I don't think I'll ever play it. Um, Good call. But yeah, it's a, it's a really good game. Um, I ended up buying it on PlayStation 4 when I was drunk one night. I wish I hadn't, but it is it is good. I'm just not very good at it. And I'm trying to limit the number of games like that I, I have on my dock at any time. You know, games where you have to keep playing them. So, But it's, it's a phenomenon that's taken the world by storm. Um, I don't know how else to describe it. It's still is one of the top streamed games, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now, George, what is a uh, title that really sticks out to you wow. when it comes to indie titles? See, I've got a bunch, and unlike Rocket League, I actually prefer, for my indie games, my I like the shorter single-player story games. Um, my Friend Pedro and Katana Zero are some of my favorite ones from the last couple years. They're both published by Devolver. Devolver's really become one of the top publishers in the indie market. They they seem to find the most obscure and bizarre games, and they give those studios money to make them work, and they do. Um, you know, My Friend Pedro, I have it on, on the Switch. I started playing it when it came to Game Pass. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. It's it's a game you don't have to commit a lot of time to. I think probably 10 hours total to beat it, but you can play for 15 minutes once a week, and, and it's fine. Uh, so yeah, probably My Friend Pedro has been one of my favorite ones the last couple of years. And that's one of the games, too, where you can really kind of play within the way that you play the game because of the fact of the mechanics and the gravity and the shooting and everything. Yeah, yeah, you can really take advantage of the like the slowing down time and all sorts of stuff. And there's different ways to dispatch your enemies. You know, one of my favorites is to kick the frying pan up in the air and shoot it, and then the bullets ricochet out. So fun. <laughs> so yeah, that's one of my favorite methods. I have it on Switch. I just haven't had a chance to bust it in, bust it into the Switch yet and play it. Give it a shot. Obviously, I bought a physical because it's me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have it digitally because I, you know, reviewed it. So, got the review code. Review code provided by Tinsley PR. <laughs> we need a little ringing bell right there. Ting. About you, Jeremy. There's a couple titles that stick out that become more household names. And the two I'm going to bring up that really stick out to me, one of them has got about six games in the series now, and that's Five Nights at Freddy's. You know, what started out as just this campy little horror game has now spun off into 
six, like I said, six or seven games now. It has its own product line when it comes to clothing, backpacks, anything you can possibly think of. This game is now just huge. All off of a stupid idea of making fun of freaking Chuck E. Cheese. Is that what it was based on? Did you not I've, pay attention to the game? I know, I've never played it's it. It's literally about it's about animatronics that come to life at night, and you're the security guard, and you're basically trying to keep them from going out and murdering you. Hmm. <laughs> it sounds it on, funner than it is. <laughs> is it on console? It's on um, It's on uh, phone. Oh. I don't really play mobile you games. You get it on your... No, it's on mobile, it's on PC, it's on... Um, I think it's on PSVR. I'm not 100% positive. I think it's the Sister Location spin-off game on VR. PSVR. Yeah, it's on PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch, it says. Huh. I did not know it was on Switch. Yeah. Yeah, it's a spin-off. It's not a mainline title, I don't believe. Because the mainline is just clicking between cameras. Gotcha. But the whole point is you're trying to watch the watch where they're going at throughout the throughout the map and basically you have these security locks that you can lock down to try to stop them from coming to get to you. Hmm. It's a jump scare game, but it's a lot of fun. It kind of reminds me of um, another game Devolver published on the PlayStation and PC last year called Observation. It's where you use cameras to... You're at a space station and like uh, you get knocked out and you come to and like you're the only person there. You know, out of the, the crew of I think six or seven. So you use the cameras to navigate around and, like, uh, use the AI in the space station to do different, perform different tasks. But it's also a jump scare. Oh yeah, game. This, yeah. This one's a little bit different because you don't leave the location. You're in the, you're in the office where the security guard station is, and you stay there, and you're just paying attention to all the cameras. You don't actually move at all. Gotcha. You're just you're jumping camera to camera, and then you can. Um, mess with all the stuff that's at the station itself, like your lighting and a couple other odds and ends. But the jump scares usually come from either getting getting attacked, which kills you immediately, or um, something being in like the vents or something like that, because you'll jump cameras. And one animatronic will be there, and then you could go and do another round, and then you come back through the cameras again, and suddenly it's gone, and next thing you know, you go to the next camera, it's right in the camera's face. <laughs> So you're just like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> so that's one of those games where you play it in the dark and you scream like a little girl and have fun. Right now. But the other one that's another title that's really, you know, really become a household name, especially with the kids these days, is Undertale. Yeah, I hear a lot of good things about that. I haven't played it yet. It plays. It's kind of a quirky RPG. Has a lot of good elements, multiple endings, and just a lot of fun. The characters are very recognizable. Both a little and okay. it's just it's fun in general. But my favorite indie game within the past few years, hands down, is the one that I still play a lot this day, and that's Cuphead. So hard. It's fun. I've only beaten like I don't know four or five stages. It's so hard. <laughs> I've beaten the whole game. <laughs> Whoa, we got badass here. Hold on. <laughs> Watch out, Billy Badass Alert. Um, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I am your new god. 
You know, and, and and that's the thing about indies. Like, if you notice your your AAA, your your major studios, they went away from from certain genres and have gone to these larger open world 3D games. But a lot of people still want the 2D platformers. They want your turn based RPGs. They want puzzle games. And that's they want your schmups back. Like, how many schmup titles do you see in AAA? Freaking. <laughs> anything maybe once every four or five years and they're usually garbage yeah. <laughs> um so that's i i think that's where the indie market has really shined is they they're filling in that that void that was left when the triple a games went huge i agree completely i mean one of the things you see that indie is not amazing is 2d platformers yep yeah yeah i mean i mean there's, there's one the greatest um, thing i've ever played that's actually going to bring up another thing I was going to talk about. Not even necessarily Guacamelee itself, but that whole category of games. Okay. Metroidvania games. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just off the top of my head, you've got the Guacamelee games. You've got Hollow Knight. Um, Bloodstained. Um, Shovel Knight. Blasphemous that just came out. Yeah, there's so many that you know, a lot of them are good. You know, and- There's actually one I just got recently on the Switch for a dollar, and that was a robot named yep. Fight. That game is a blast. Yep, I've got that as well. Yeah, you told me it was on sale, and I, I snagged it. Um, it's it's there still is the market for those games, and people still love them. The Messenger, you know, uh, the the company that developed the Messenger. Oh, what are they called? I just I was just thinking about them earlier. I think it's another developer published game. Um, I don't think Devolver published it. Sabotage Studio. Um, oh, yeah, they, no, it is. You're right. It, it is another Devolver game. Uh, so Sabotage Studio, they just ended their Kickstarter. They're making a turn-based sprite uh, RPG that's a prequel to The Messenger. I, I contributed to it all day. I have I have The Messenger. I haven't even played it yet. But because of what I've heard about it, I know that it's going to be a quality game, their next one. So I contributed to their Kickstarter. And that goes to that reputation I was talking yeah. about earlier. The reputation on the indie market is way better than the AAA market. Yeah, because they don't have, they are fighting for for their basically livelihood to be able to say I am a good game. Mm-hmm. So if somebody says there's a good indie game, they're not usually joking around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very rarely do you hear an, an indie title that's beloved by the community where you hear someone say, "Oh, no, not so much." And usually, if they don't like it, they're still like, "Well, it's really good, but it's just not my thing." Exactly. Whereas with your AAA games, there's there's always, you know, the, the those those people that are dissenters. You know, the people like you that don't like Breath of the Wild. You know, I mean, nobody's perfect, but I mean, so. it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's a great game. It's just not my game. Yeah. There's a lot of great indie games out now, and they're. They're catered to us as adults now, I feel, because they're better for if you're on a budget. And they're not generally ones that take up a lot of your time. So those are the two things that we don't have that we in abundance like we did, you know, when we were in our 20s, time and money. So. Heck, if I go onto the Nintendo eShop now or if I go onto the Steam store and I go for ten dollars and under, I will find a at least five or ten high-quality 
indie titles readily available. Yep. Oh, I'm sure. I check out the eShop a couple times a week. I go to the sales and deals. And, uh, yeah, I, I've gotten some gems on there. Has anybody else got bored and get on there and see what you can find for under a dollar and see if it's worth your time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I found a lot of amazing titles for a dollar. Oh, I found a, yeah, I found a bunch where I'm like, you know what? I'll give it a go. And, um, like, Membrane is a good one. Yeah, that I got. I, just, I think for I think I got that for like a few cents. It was on sale. Um, and if you see an if you see a triple A title for under twenty bucks, usually something wrong. <coughs> Anthem, oh, bless me. <laughs> oh my god! What I do is I open Reddit deals on the Nintendo Switch deals, and I just go to like what's on sale, close my eyes, and then scroll for like three seconds. Whatever my finger lands on is what I purchase, as long as it's under like four dollars. <laughs> and some clunkers, but usually I get some good. Always no, indie. I was gonna say nine times out of ten, though you'll get something that's it may not be your cup of tea, but it'll be a good game. Yeah. Um, what is this? I'm on the eShop now, and there's one that looks pretty good. It's 89 cents. It's called The Mim's Beginning. Yeah, I think I could... I think I could do that. Simulation strategy game. Developed by Squatting Penguins. I love these these studio names, too. Revolver, Squatting Penguins. I mean, it's great. Yeah. Dude, there's like... There's so much potential in the market, and it's just showing that these AAA these AAA titles got to step their game up because if not, they're going to get squashed. Yeah, I mean, they're always going to sell well, you know. Um, but yeah, people are going to be less interested and not as much into the hype if they if they don't, you know. Ah, uh, I don't want to put this. I I know they can't they can't please everyone, but um. You know, they've really got to they do something. They got to do something to. They at least can put out a freaking finished game or something that I has mean, some innovation to it. Just don't get you know. Change up Call of Duty somehow. Make it different. You know things like that. It's they did. They put it in space. It was terrible. Well, but I'm I'm not I'm saying like we don't speak of that one. Add more <laughs> to it because you you can't keep pushing the same thing over and over and over and eventually people are going to get sick of it so target hero well the only thing that they can do different is go to different wars and the talk right now is them to go to vietnam for the next yeah war. black ops 4 baby or no black ops 5 baby uh, i'm not holding my breath <laughs> we're, yeah. back, we're back in nam <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Joe the Leprechaun. I thought it was America. <laughs> I thought it was America. And I think the, like, the indie that started it all, like, though, that made all this stuff, like, so it's where it is, is Braid. You guys remember Braid? It was like a. No. That, okay, so Xbox Live had a Summer of Arcade back on the 360 days. This is before, like, I remember that. Yeah, this is this is what like kind of just started like the the big indie push. Mm-hmm. And the the first two games were this uh, this two D platformer called Braid that uses um 
it's like a time manipulation thing. If you have Game Pass, it's on there, and I recommend you play it. Like, stop whatever you're doing and go play this game. There's only like, like I don't know, maybe like six worlds. It's like an old school Mario game, but you can rewind time or like go forward after a while, and you like you platform. It's fantastic, but that and then Super Meat Boy. I know you guys have played Super Meat Boy. Oh yeah, uh, I have not. Oh my god. George, if you think Cuphead was a, a grueling experience, you should. Oh, I've heard it's brutal. Boy. So is um. It's it's so tough. Uh, the Binding of Isaac's another one. I think it's the same developers. Oh yeah, Binding of Isaac's is amazing. I love that game, but it is hard. <laughs> Marvin, I'll add, I'll add a third game to the to your list there, and that is Castle Crashers. Oh my God! Yes, I just bought that again the past couple days, actually. Which, and for you guys, if you're not aware, it's actually out on Switch now. Yeah. Am I gonna triple dip on Castle Crashers? I don't think I ever had it. It's it's worth it, even if you just play like local co-op by yourself. It's so worth it because like they add so much over the years, and then there's like the little extra modes. You can have like what. Jeremy, how long would you say like the story mode is? Like maybe like, like ten, four hours. Like four hours? Damn! How the hell did I get ten hours out of that game? Oh well, because he died a couple times. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> I was trying to max out all my characters. I remember when it came out. My my roommate and some of my friends were playing it, and I was of the well. It's got cartoony graphics. It's it doesn't look good. You know, it, it's not a Call of Duty. And boy, have I changed in the last ten years. Or, well, I guess 11 years in that case. But, uh... Yeah, because um, it was actually made by Newgrounds. That was the thing that was awesome about it, is you went from a game that was, no kidding, a uh, Flash game, and it went from Flash to console, and it ported beautifully. Like Gangbusters, too. They came everywhere that summer of arcade. And we've definitely come a long way in gaming, but some of these titles still hold strong. Yeah. The fact that Castle Crashers is what... I think Castle Crashers is over 10 years old now. It's like oh, yeah, I think it was... Years. It was like 05, 06? No. no, it was like 08, 09. Yeah, I forgot. Xbox 360 launched like 06. Yeah, yeah yep. Castle Crashers. Let's see what the Wikipedia says. 2010. No, 2008 for August, August 27, 2008. Yeah. yeah, but was that the launch on, on 360 or was that the I'm, launch I'm for uh, Newgrounds? Yeah, okay. And so the launch on 360, 2008, we got 12 years later, it got re-released and still fun to this day. Yep, and still being sold. If you guys are looking for a good couch co-op game, um, Jeremy, this this would be fun for you and your kids. Check out Baron. Fur will fly. It's a World War One biplane shooter where the, the pilots are anthropomorphic animals. It's very goofy. You've got crazy weapons. Uh, it's got good writing. It, it's, it's a game worth checking out. Is that on Switch? Yep. It's on Switch, Xbox, and Steam. I will look into that. I'm always looking for a good game to play with I, um, so And that's, that's one of the other things actually to bring up real quick is that the, the um, couch co-op you don't find those in most AAA titles these no. days. That's mainly a freaking indie thing yeah. now. So it's funny. Uh, when I went to PAX East last year, I got you know invitations to demo a bunch of games, and Baron was one of them. And at first I was like, well, you know, it's really not my thing. But I watched the trailer, 
And the writing in the trailer had me laughing so, so much. And I'm like, all right, I have to play this game now. Uh, th there's, a, there's a specific line where it says, like, completely accurate weaponry. And, like, the planes have, like, freeze ray guns and stuff like that. But the quote is from a historian or historical expert or something like that. And I, I just laughed my ass off. So I, I went and demoed it, and I'm talking to the guys. They're out of uh, Perth, Australia? Somewhere in Australia. Um, what, what's, what's the major city on the western coast of Australia? That's where they're at. Um, That's Perth. The, so they were, they're out of there, and they flew all the way to Boston for it. And it was supposed to come out last summer on Xbox and Steam, and I kept looking for it and looking for it and looking for it. So I finally messaged them, I don't know, maybe late fall or, or late winter. I'm sorry, late last year, I think it was. And the reason it got delayed is when they were at PAX, uh, Nintendo approached and said, hey, how do we get this on the Switch? So they had to, you know, they wanted a simultaneous launch, and they developed it for Switch as well. So I'm glad, because that is, I, I said to them, this is a perfect Switch game. So... Hopefully they paid you for that. You can't be giving out free ideas like that, man. Well, I'm sure they wanted to anyways, so... We need to make you a PR guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the indie marketplace is really where it's at. This is where you're finding innovation these days. Um, and revisiting old genres. But doing it where it doesn't seem like it's just a carbon copy. You know, a lot of these, they're really putting their own stamp on them. So, I, I don't know. I, I actually... Nine times out of ten, if I'm going to get a game, it's going to be an indie game these days. Oh, for sure. So, final thoughts on this conversation. I'm go in or go home. Yeah. <laughs> it's an indie, it's broken. Indie is the, is the new AAA? Yeah. Well, double A. Let's say double A. Yeah, with the with everything going on right now, there's no major events with the guild, so sorry to burst anybody's bubble if they're expecting any exciting events or anything like that. It's a little bit on the slow side. Hopefully we'll start picking up in the next couple of months, but we'll make do with what we can. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. Oh, okay. there's a, if you like Splatoon 2, they're, they're bringing back Splatfest next month, so keep an eye out for it. Ooh. All right, guys. All right. Take it easy, Nurse. See you.